What's up? What's up? What is up? It's another Friday. It is the blackest of all Fridays, the Friday that goes by the moniker of Black Friday. When everybody wakes up early, goes out and spend all the money that they don't have, and they listen to this word called sale. This is on sale. That is on sale. So people go further and further into debt, but I digress. I'll get off my soapbox just to say, what's up? It's another episode of the Ballhawk Sports Talk with your boy B. Brian ESQ, aka the Ballhawk, aka the Mouth of the South, aka Mr. Excessive Celebration, aka Breezy. A whole bunch of nicknames just to get here and talk sports, business, and entertainment. You know how we do it. It's where sports, business, and entertainment collide. We do it rough, rugged, and raw. I do it with the crew. Today's episode is going to go by the title of Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Yes, we're all thankful that we had a very healthy and hearty meal, hopefully yesterday on Thanksgiving. Yes, we're all thankful that we did so under a nice roof over our heads. We're all thankful that we did it in a warm home of some sort. We're all thankful that we did it with family. But there were some things, there were some people, there were some situations that you could have done without at your Thanksgiving dinner. And we're going to talk about those along with a whole bunch of sports, business, entertainment. You know how we do it. I'm joined by the crew. And with no further ado, let's hop on in. It's the Ball Hog Sports Talk. Let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog. AKA the mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on. Let's go, 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 go. Gentlemen, 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 what's up, man? It's another Friday, and we come in at 4.30 p.m. because it's a Friday where everybody wakes up very, very late after staying up very, very late, after drinking a whole bunch of whatever you were drinking in your cup. Ain't none of my business. So we decided to go in the afternoon. It's the afternoon slot, but you know how it is. It's still rough, rugged, and raw. It's still the same crew. It's your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. The Ball Hall, a.k.a. The Mouth South, a.k.a. Mr. Success Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy, here with the Big Flow Show. What up, man? What's good, America? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You know, fat people, this is our this is our Super Bowl of, of, <laughs> of holidays, and we enjoy it. Um, in my house, there's a little bit of a problem because – we went to two Thanksgivings and we came home without leftovers. So my son's not very happy with us, and I'm secretly mad too. I'm mad at me. I'm disappointed in me. Huh? Well, hey, we gotta travel like with the Tupperware, boss. I know, I know, it's tough. We I'm also show up, pull up. On we somebody. also joined by uh, my man ETP Elsa producer. What's up, ETP? So man, just trying to recover from this uh, food hangover. Straight up, but man. everything is good. Everything is it is good. a it is a holiday of gluttony, man. They it, it, people encourage you to get more plates. They encourage you to take stuff home. They encourage you to eat every single course of the meal. And I did that, and then some, and then fell asleep on the couch while watching some football. Um, 
the episode title is Thanks for No Thanks. There's always something that you experience. There's always someone that you experience. There's always a, a piece of the experience that you could have done without. Is there something that comes to mind when we think thanks but no thanks in your Thanksgiving experience yesterday? Was it something or someone that you could have done without? I'll start with you, Big Flow Show. You know, one thing, I, I, I try to enjoy everything that's on the table. <laughs> one thing I just never understood is whose idea was it to get a that cranberry jello, what do you call it? Cranberry jello, whatever cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the jar in it. Like everything's supposed to be homemade on Thanksgiving, but you got this one thing that you don't describe that still got the, the marks from the can it came out of on there. I don't understand where that fits in and I don't know what you're supposed to eat it with. I, yeah. I, I've been asking that question for years and I don't, I don't ever, I see people grab it, but I, do you dip your meat into that or what is it supposed to be? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, you make it sound disgusting. It is disgusting. What is it? A gelatinous, <laughs> a gelatinous cranberry structure. And Sigurd so says it in the, on the side, it says dip your meat in this. Dip your <laughs> meat in this. So I don't know. Come on. So you're not a cranberry sauce fan. I don't, obviously. I, maybe I just haven't been presented it the right way. It doesn't come with directions. I don't know. I can't. Understand. It's so far from where I think yeah. something that would be good. That I don't. I just it's me. It's on me. But ETP, know, is, there, me. is there anything that you could have done without? Any one that you could have done without? Thanks, but no thanks. When it comes to your Thanksgiving experience, what is it, man? And and be brutally honest. You know how we do it here. It's rough, rugged, and raw. There is nothing out of bounds. Is there something, someone that you could have done without? Thanks, but no thanks. When it comes to your Thanksgiving experience yesterday, you know, I I think the problem is there's there's nothing that I could have done without. So what I could have done without is taking <laughs> taking so much because I I had to go lay down. I, I think I have an injury. From how much food I ate, I think oh, you I'm, I'm on like injured reserve. I got a scar so. too. <laughs> I'm I'm out four to six weeks on this. Yeah, yeah. Might <laughs> so yeah. as well eat. You're gonna be at home. You might as well eat for next week's game because yeah. <laughs> I I ate too much. Food. You might miss Christmas. You think four to six? <laughs> I don't know. Christmas man. is Hopefully question. Clay Tom- I'll be back with Clay Thompson. <laughs> Clay, you're gonna come back with Clay. That is crazy, man. They're sixteen and two, and yet Clay is on his way back. Uh, the the Warriors. You know, but for me, the thing that I could have done without, and it wasn't that bad this year because it was a smaller dwelling, but I could do without the judgment, the, the, the judgment. People count how many drinks you didn't have. Oh. You know, people count how many plates. I, I could do without the judgment. Thanks for no thanks. Family, they good people, man. They love you and everything. They sure going to judge you. You know, how many, how many of them drinks you going to have? You know, but this ain't the day to do math. Don't count my drinks. This is not the day to be a mathematician. I don't need you judging me. I can do it out. So I say thanks for no thanks for all you fake mathematicians who want to count how many pours of a particular beverage I have in my glass and how many sips I done took. Don't judge me on this day. This is a day of gluttony. So I would say thanks for no thanks. Uh, and and that that is my no 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 particular personal. Everyone that was in attendance yesterday was was meant to be there, man. It was special. Uh, you look back on some of those Thanksgiving experiences for me, at least, you know, I, I'm without mom. Right. And, and without uh, my maternal uh, grandmother, uh, people who I really miss in, in, on, on uh, Thanksgiving, man. So with no further ado, let's hop into sports business entertainment, guys. We got to have some conversations about a particular team yesterday. 
particular fan base that walks around and they say this particular saying, they say something about, I think it's in the description, they say something like, how about them Cowboys? And I'm here to answer the question now because I got to watch them thoroughly and, and, and meticulously yesterday. And so for anybody who asks your rhetorical question in your most obnoxious voice imaginable to mankind, how about them Cowboys? Let's answer, how about them Cowboys? Because yesterday, now this is the same Cowboy team that I picked to play in the NFC Championship game. Y'all remember that? I did it here on the Ball Hawks Sports. I said the Cowboys are going to play in the NFC Championship game. I should have known I was going for the rope dope. I should have known. I fell for it, and now they've lost, lost three of the last four games. And in, in very uh, unimpressive fashion yesterday in overtime against the Raiders. And now we got to answer, how about them Cowboys? They always get the best slot. They always get the, the game that everyone wants to watch on Thanksgiving when they do play on Thanksgiving. So let's answer the question. If we're going to ask it, let's answer it. How about them Cowboys? What do we have here? Trash. We have trash. <laughs> You're going with trash. Trash. They're trash. They they always they do this every year. As a guy who doesn't like the Cowboys, and more importantly, don't like Cowboy fans, I love it. They get you more gassed up every year, and then they just are trash. See, you can show them to the Bears. <laughs> We're trash from start to finish, right? We're always bad. So we, you know, you can go get your Sundays back with the Bears. You're like, ah, we got something to do. The Bears game on. Eh, I'll take. We can go shopping. We can go buy flowers for the yard. I'm good. <laughs> Cowboys get you thinking they're gonna do something. Dak is back. Zeke doing this. They receivers. It's trash. They lost. Both receivers were out yesterday. Not to defend them because CD Lamb. Okay. I think Oakland was down a pretty good receiver. Say again. I think Oakland. Oakland. Sorry. Vegas was down a pretty good receiver. They were down a receiver too. They're down down a coach. They got two. I'm just saying. Of his own doing. But yes. What I'm saying to you is. (laughs) I don't know. But they still gonna win the NFC. They're gonna still win the NFC East. The Cowboys win the this division. This is the worst division in all the sports. All right, so they're guaranteed to make it all, all sports. All NFC. sports. All sports. sports. All I didn't hear that. My bad. I thought he said division. football. You in all sports? All the sports. <laughs> what division? What name a division worse than that? In, in It'd be sport. tough for me to do that. I can't do it right off my head because you threw me off. <laughs> that's the just you like that's just sports. like I, you just had that in your pocket the whole time. Like you've been <laughs> analyzing every sport every and you come to this conclusion. And say NFC's worse. <laughs> They're worse. I mean, you have a losing record and win. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> better than you. Everybody else. Yeah. So but but they but, but the Cowboys are in the playoffs. So the, the I still have to answer the question then how about them Cowboys? Because we know they make it to the playoffs. They win that division. What do they do when they get there? They are built for the playoffs. Uh pre- the last two games where they were averaging like 140 yards rushing per game. They're built for the playoffs because they're a running team. They just didn't run the ball yesterday. Then they didn't run the ball the week before against Kansas City. But but prior to that, they were considered they were considered a team that ran the ball, built for the playoffs. So so that question, how about them Cowboys? Are these weeks just irrelevant like is last week against Kansas City and this week against the Raiders just irrelevant because a it, it, they're already basically in the playoffs because they play in the worst division in all sports uh and then b uh they did have CD Lamb and Mari Cooper out uh Zeke is, Zeke Elliott is dealing with a knee injury he's trying to recover uh are we just seeing the worst of what they will be and are they going to be a, a, a team to reckon with when it comes to playoff times ETP what you think 
It's, I mean, we're already halfway through the season, seven and four, one and three through the past month. It seems like teams have figured them out. Trayvon Diggs not getting any picks. <laughs> you know, he was on a, a crazy track. Six more games to go, but they are they are predictable, <laughs> predictably unpredictable. So, no. Well, <laughs> I answer no the chance. question. How about them Cowboys? I say they still they're not. I don't I don't put them in an NFC Championship game anymore. Right. Um. I. I. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I am going to go ahead and take back that prediction that they make it to the NFC Championship game, but they still I think they make it at least second round, second round playoffs. And, and, and at that point, do you say good season? Well, I mean, look, Dak, Dak just came back, but the expectations are always high for the Cowboys, right? I mean, they well, always, because their fans they, are obnoxious. Their fans well, are obnoxious. I mean, they're just excessive the way that they want to <laughs> they be real fans. But the, the expectations are always high, so I don't think successful season because the people that really care are not going to be you know. Uh, satisfied with that, but everybody yeah. else knows that they're not going to do any real damage. So, yeah. Well, how, so you answer the question. If the the rhetorical question is, how about them Cowboys? And and try to be try to be objective here, Big Flow Show. I know you hate the Cowboys. You've already said it, and and, and I've admitted to it. We all hate the Cowboys um, because their fans are running around making that silly statement. But but if you had to answer it, like. From an from a, from an objective football standpoint, how about them Cowboys? You say what? How about them Cowboys? Twenty twenty one season, it, it ends high for you. What do you think about the Cowboys? I mean, like you said, they're gonna they're gonna make it to the playoffs. I think they're losing the first or second game. Uh, I don't think that that's a good season. I think that anything short of making it to the Super Bowl, I think is is for the way that they started and everything they were doing, all the things lining up, everybody right. doing so good, defense so good, they're cutting. You know, guys who started last year, they're cutting them out out the uh the the, the what's the guy that's from Notre Dame, the, the linebacker. Play, man. The linebacker's so good, they can't even play. He's gotta go. And um, you know, from that standpoint, they they they're trash now. I mean, I don't I mean we they lost Las Vegas yesterday, dude. On a big screen. When you lose on the big the big games, the Monday nights, the Sunday nights, the Thanksgiving yeah. days. Just that's who you are to me. And the Raiders had lost, I think, four straight. So it's not like the Raiders. Yeah. You didn't meet a hot Ra- a Raiders team. They had lost four straight after Gruden decided to reveal his ugly ways, and they departed ways with his ugly ways. They had lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. So you you were you were playing against a team that was was, was operating on fumes. They were just trying to breathe, right? The oxygen was getting very very low in the room when it comes to the Raiders, and yet the Raiders beat you. So how about them Cowboys? You answer it how, ETP, before we move on. Because, because there's a lot of fans out there. We know them. We know them. We all know them. We know them. When that number co- pops up after a Cowboys victory, you know this obnoxious fan who happens to be your friend or family member is going to say something rather obnoxious that's going to either start or end, maybe end in with how about them Cowboys? So, so let's answer them. What's your answer to them how about them Cowboys? Objectively, from a football standpoint, 2021 season ends how? What say you, ETP? First round playoff loss. <laughs> first round. And, uh, first round. I mean, they're going to be, what are they going to be, a 5-6 seed? Who are they going to play? They're going to play Arizona. They're going to play Green Bay. Still a lot more football left, so who knows? You know, but but if if they keep on playing this 
type of football, you know, uh, and, and people want to put it on. And I say people just because I heard the pundits this morning saying they got to get back to running the ball. They scored 33 points. The offense isn't to blame here. Now, granted, one of those touchdowns came from a 100-yard kickoff return. But they moved the ball. Dak Prescott still played well. You got to look at the defense. Because a team that scores 33 points should win. But if that same team gives up 36 points. If that same team gets penalized, I mean, the the cornerback Brown got penalized. I mean, four times, pass interference, four times in one game. It's the most they've ever, I think, been penalized in a single game. Been the most penalties in one single game because the Raiders got penalized a lot, too, since 2016 season. It was an ugly game. And both fan bases, Raiders fans are pretty obnoxious too. Raider Nation and Cowboys. It was two very obnoxious fan bases. Uh, I wish both teams could lose. They 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 don't have that. I was hoping for a tie, uh, but the Raiders prevailed in overtime. On anybody? You, you say again? I don't wish a tie on anybody. Yes. Yeah, so what a waste of your time. What a waste of a day. What a waste of <laughs> on Thanksgiving at that. I didn't get to eat with my family because I was out there in the middle of a tie. Um, but yeah, we'll see. The other games that were on, your Bears prevailed in what was the doodle bowl, I like to call it. It was two bad teams on full display. And Nagy was trying to hold on to his job. He was trying to tell everybody that the rumors of him being fired after the game were just this, they were just untrue. But yet still he went out there and showed everyone everyone why it should be true. Um uh, but but he was out he, he was outdone. He was outdone by another bad coach from a, a time management standpoint. It was just ugly when it came to the Lions. So the Bears won that one in a walk-off field goal uh, in the doodle bowl. And then the final game at night, primetime, the, the late-night game, was supposed to be a good game. But the Saints, everybody in the Saints organization has been injured. So they play with uh, a bunch of backups, and the Buffalo Bills took full control of that. Uh, and winning, uh, going away in the night game. By then, everybody was full, everybody was asleep, everybody was drunk, so we're going to pretend like that one didn't happen. Um, but but I thought, all in all, a good day of football, celebrated by a whole bunch of people, full off turkey and ham. NFL won that one, man. Two games that went to the, the, the final wire, or, uh, literally a, a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, the NFL made out really well on Thanksgiving. Uh, any final think, thoughts, NFL, before we move on? NFL playoff picture. Yeah, I mean, my, my question is more about the day, right? Like, this is the one day, like, the only time that everybody in the country can only watch some a specific game. There's one game on at a time. How much longer does Detroit and Dallas need <laughs> to be bad <laughs> to change this rule and have different teams play on 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 Thanksgiving Day? How many more years? Is this going to go on forever? They lost four in a row. How many, how many have they lost? They probably lost more than that. Detroit lost never wins. <laughs> Detroit has a tie. Well, yeah, are you mean on Thanksgiving? I don't know that Detroit has ever won at this point. Barry Sanders is the last person. That's what it is. They, they're still on the Barry Sanders and Megatron train. All right, we got some start. Nobody. Is, not a, is anyone on Detroit even tradable? Are they, are they, are they, it's just so bad. I didn't realize that Jared Goff was their quarterback. 
I felt so bad. I'm like, I didn't even know who your quarterback was. You know how happy Stafford has to be not to be in this Oh, my gosh. Stafford. I told you it wasn't me. I told you it wasn't me. Free us. Try. Us free. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Is that like uh, a, a marketing thing, though? Like when, when they go to free agency, they're like, look, you'll get a nationally televised game at least once a year if you come to Detroit. <laughs> this is, <laughs> is, that this a is a fun fact pitch? that we got to share. Research has us with information such that we have to share. The Lions began playing on Thanksgiving back in 1934, while the Cowboys began their Thanksgiving games in 1966. So, look, they got seniority, man. They got seniority. The Lions are going to be, unfortunately for us, as real football fans, featured on Thanksgiving until the end of time. Man. That is you know, what happens if the, if the TV station refuses to put it to air the game? <laughs> the TV station boycotts. This is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Thanks, I but mean, no thanks. Do they have uh, a trademark or something on Thanksgiving football? I don't know. Nobody I, else could do the it. Lions always play on Thanksgiving and they always play poorly on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. So, they might they might not. I don't know if I would say they play. They're they, always on TV. They show up. <laughs> they show up. They, they it's the turducken. You know what? On. When the when the turducken went away, that's when that uh that's when they decided to come play football. Let me ask you guys this unplanned, but on the spot impromptu. I really want to know this. Do you think, in terms of overall excitement from a sports standpoint, would you pick football, NFL football on Thanksgiving or NBA basketball on Christmas? Which one's more exciting, pound for pound? NBA basketball on Christmas. Because they pick pick competitive games, right? So they won't Mm -hmm. be a Detroit-like equivalent. You wouldn't see the – and I'm going to disrespect somebody, but – no, I'm not, I'm not gonna say You're the gonna NBA say team's name. You're gonna say you the won't Knicks. see a bad You're NBA say team. The Knicks. <laughs> yeah. the Knicks playing well right now. That's what I wanted yeah. to say. Uh, you read my mind, but the Knicks playing well right now. You won't see a bad. I NBA like football way more than I like basketball, but but the bad Christmas basketball is always better than this crap that we see. What do you think, mm-hmm. ETP? Christmas basketball hands down because nobody has to play the Detroit Lions. I'm still going NFL because Christmas basketball, the game doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, right? It's like, whereas these games, even yesterday's games, even the Lions game could have an impact on what the postseason looks like, right? It's like the games are just so important. You have to explain that. (laughs) You can't just say that. You can't say, oh, Lions lost to the Bears. And, then, the Lions, and so, and so, what's different today than yesterday? In the, the Lions lost to the Bears. Okay. If the Bears can can somehow, some way, string say, together a few games, stop. <laughs> this is a live show. Stop. They're playing in a division that is also pretty bad. You're, you're like you're you're not as bad as the NFC East, but the NFC North is pretty bad. The Green Bay Packers don't look like the Green Bay Packers that we predicted them to be at the beginning of the season. True or not true. It's a bad division. All I'm saying is that the, the Bears winning that game might have some impact on the postseason. Maybe. Maybe. It doesn't matter who wins on Christmas. I don't care who wins each one of these games. It has almost nothing to do with what happens in the playoffs. Because it's such a small blip in an 82-game radar that it just has very little significance when it comes to the postseason. And for me, the significance makes the NFL a little more exciting to watch on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. At least you at least you think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my opinion. 
But you're right. There won't be any Detroit. I'll say it's very entertaining for me to watch the Cowboys lose in that fashion. Even though I put a lot of points in my confidence pool on them, they disappoint me. I think that's the the, the football gods coming to get me because when I find them and put a lot of points on them, they always disappoint. They always – it's like they do it just to spite me. They lose the game. So – yeah, They're trying to teach you a lesson. Never. We gotta look at viewership. <laughs> that we gotta do that exercise. Let's look at what the ratings are when it. When, let's compare. Um, it's like Christmas, there's so many other things to do, man. I want to open my gifts. I want to play with like the new toys. There's so many other things I want to do. Let's look at the ratings and let's compare NBA basketball. And there's so many more games on uh, Christmas uh, to NFL football on Thanksgiving. Let's see what the fans say by way of, of what they watch. But for me, I would go NFL. Just because the game has more significance and, and, and impact on postseason. Um, but needless to say, I hate watching the Lions. Um, the other playoffs that we need to be considering is college football playoffs. Tis the season. Tis the weekend. They call this rivalry weekend. All the in-state colleges are playing against one another. Um, at the moment, Cincinnati is playing. Cincinnati is the first non-power five conference team. What do they call that? They call it the whatever. Group of five. Group of five. There you go. The first group of five team to be ranked in this era's version of the college football final four rankings. And if it ended today, they would be one of the four teams advancing in the playoffs. Uh, This is monumental when it comes to the group of five and people not being in those power five conferences. This is monumental. For Cincinnati, uh, this is monumental for other teams. The the BYUs of the world, uh, the Coastal Carolinas of the world, those those programs that have shown uh, a propensity to have great seasons but not get the respect that some of their alum and some of their coaches and some of their players think that they should get. So is this the beginning of what we would say expanding the respect for teams like Cincinnati? Cincinnati struggled over the last several weeks. They had a big week last week and put the pause on uh, somebody. They had a big game last week. But but they struggled in the three weeks previous uh, to, to, to last week's game, yet they are in the Final Four. This is the week that we will decide. And I say we, as in the players on the field, uh, hopefully not the referees, the players on the field will decide who is going to be in that Final Four matchup. We got the conference championships coming up next week. What are your predictions? Right now we've got Georgia at one. We got Ohio State at two. We've got Bama at three. And we've got Cincinnati at four. Ohio State plays Michigan tomorrow at noon. I'll have a few libations waiting on that one. Uh, two or three of them. I might have to do it in a flask and watch the game on the phone because my son has a basketball tournament. Family first. Uh, what do you predict? Ohio State has to go to the big house to play. So that would be number – okay, it, it makes more sense to do this because I gave you the first four. Number five is Michigan. Number six is Notre Dame. So number two, Ohio State, is playing number five, Michigan, on Saturday. Obviously, that is going to go a long way to figure out who's in the final four. What are your predictions? Who makes it? Who's on the outside looking in? I would be remiss if I didn't ask the Notre Dame question. Does Notre Dame have a shot? Because they don't have a conference championship. They've got to do what they need to do and take care of business against Stanford. But they're at six. Knowing that Ohio State and Michigan are going head-to-head on Saturday, 
You would think that at a minimum, Notre Dame moves to five if they, they beat Stanford. If they beat them in, 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 in fashion such that it looks very impressive like they did last week, maybe even higher, maybe even four. What do you guys think? I'll start with you, the Big Flow Show. So I see this this play out. I think Notre Dame beats Stanford. I think it's a trap game, obviously. Well, not trap because they know what's at stake, but I'm worried about it just because the history is there. Right. And Stanford has lost six in a row. Stanford is is not played well at all. I mean, but Stanford beat Oregon. I mean, they, they got a game in them. You know, they they've do. done it before. They do. Yep. So, but if we beat them, um, I think Georgia, I think Georgia's gonna beat Bama this year. So Bama's gonna be out. As long as Cincinnati does Cincinnati have a conference championship? Yes. So as long as see if Cincinnati loses a game, they're gonna take us with it. They're just gonna fall off and we're gonna and Notre Dame fall with them. Nah, because it's timing, right? It's timing. At this point, Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre Dame's got a chance to have two wins on their, their record mm-hmm. of conference champions. Wisconsin still has a chance to be a conference champ. If they beat Minnesota, they play in the Big Ten Championship. Pittsburgh, if they take care of business, they go to the ACC Championship. They've got a chance. Notre Dame's got a chance to argue that they have beat two conference champs. Do I think that's going to happen? I do not think Wisconsin No, will. but it makes for a good conversation. It does. Okay, it does. so I think Georgia beats Alabama. The world, no, I don't care. With two loss Alabama, everyone still thinks they should be in the playoffs. Right. So they're going to look for excuses. So if Cincinnati messes around and doesn't win out all the way, then they're going to be out and they're going to take us with them and they're going to put Bama in there as a two loss. If Cincinnati wins out, we win out. Both of us are in the playoffs. Ohio State's going to pistol whip Michigan tomorrow and they're going to pistol whip whoever they play in the championship. And it's going to be Georgia one, Ohio State two. Cincinnati three and us four. Check. Check. Wow. Check. Alabama out. You're saying Alabama out of the top four. If they lose to Georgia, they gotta be. If they beat yeah. if Georgia beats them, they're both in the playoffs. Yeah. If so they, I think that no what great. I'm sorry. I was gonna say if they lose, they got two losses. So I, I don't they gotta no be. team has made it with two losses yet. But yeah. if if Cincinnati loses, they'll find a way. To say that that means we're not that good, <laughs> Cincinnati's not that good, and they'll put a two-loss man in there. They got to just have some sort of angle, but they can't do it with us losing to an undefeated team and the team being undefeated. They're going to have a hard time making that argument if they lose twice. Yeah, so especially if Georgia gets a hold of them. Alabama, Bobby didn't pay and, his bill. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Alabama, Georgia is going to be the final. I think there's no way Alabama comes out of the top four. I think Notre Dame ends up in the top four just for sake of having the controversy around the people that hate Notre Dame and think Notre Dame shouldn't be in the top four. And then everybody else that supports Notre Dame being able to feel justified. So my four, I say Georgia. Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame, Cincinnati's gonna be in the in the uh the semifinal with a chip on their shoulder. And we'll see who they get, you know, who they can knock off depending on how it plays out. Wait, wait, wait. You just named five, you, you just moved to a five team playoff? Don't they play oh sorry, I'm thinking when they do expand it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just moved it's to just a five team. Yeah. He's like, that's how we're doing it. We're just gonna add adjustments. Yeah. I was like, so Cincinnati will be out, and then next year when <laughs> there's no, you say Cincinnati out. wins out that we leapfrog Cincinnati. 
Notre Dame's gonna be in it, and I'm gonna leave the conspiracy theories to myself. Let us figure out how. <laughs> Let it, yeah, yeah, however we I get don't know there. what y'all gotta do. Yeah, yeah Notre Dame's Notre Dame's in there because in it's there. always like Notre Dame ends up in there, and everybody's like, "Wait a second, how, how did, did that happen? happen?" And then, and then, but then to Notre Dame's credit, Notre Dame plays like they deserve to be there. But they don't end up actually deserving to be there. But when they get <laughs> no, there, they, we get they whip. play. We go in there. No, nah, last year we didn't get whipped. No, no. Last, last year we didn't get whipped. It was legit. It was we legit. got beat by 17 and, and the championship won by 18, right? So it's not Yeah, but it didn't start game. to really fall apart. And then also. Actually, it fell apart. It was a better game than the final. It was. It was a better game than the final. And we, 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 we did better late than we did early. They jumped on us yeah. early, if I believe. I can't really remember, but it was COVID, so. I think that uh, they can't leave Cincinnati out. Not if they're undefeated. Somebody they might could sue. You think one of these days somebody's gonna sue? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, you undefeated possible. and you actually deserve to be there. I think they'll go to court. Like, you know what I mean? That's the case. Cincinnati <laughs> is currently up twenty-one and three over East Carolina. They'll play Houston in the conference championship next week. Uh, Cincinnati seems to be on a a a, a path, clear path towards one of the final four teams, it would take uh, Notre Dame not only beating Stanford by 50 tonight, but then those other things would have to happen, right? Uh, If Ohio State beats Michigan, Wisconsin would have to beat Ohio State in the conference championship, right? That's the only way that Notre Dame gets in that top four, but that's a a double whammy for Notre Dame because not only does it give Ohio State the second loss – that means Notre Dame officially has on their record a victory over a win over the Big Ten champ. We could claim Big Ten championship. Same, same thing with same thing with the ACC in Pittsburgh. So um, we'll see, man. Notre Dame, I think, is going to be penalized for being at home next week because there are a lot of good games. Uh, that's why last year was the year for them. When their one year in the ACC, it was the year for them to take advantage of it, and 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 they did not. But uh, they still made it in to Ellis's point, and I'll leave the conspiracy theories to those other people as well. Uh, so, so we'll see. Good weekend for football. Good weekend for college football. If you like college football, all the rivalries: Tennessee playing Vanderbilt. You got the in-state rivalries: North Carolina playing North Carolina State. You got you know Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State, which will be a big game um, it, it, because I think Oklahoma State is at seven. Um, so that'll be a big game. Uh, you gotta love it this weekend. If you love college football, you gotta love this weekend. This is the weekend. You got no work, you ain't got no job, you ain't got nothing to do. We're gonna watch some college football. It's gonna be on all day. Been on all day today, it's gonna be on Auburn all day tomorrow. Year? Make sure you tune in and enjoy. Go ahead, big flow show. Is Auburn good this year? Average. 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 So uh, what happens if mm, Big Ten could get crazy? I don't think there's a chance that, big, that Michigan beats Ohio State, but let's just talk about it. So they're they playing in the Ohio big State. house, and they they control the ball. They run the ball, so they got a chance to win. So they go, they beat Ohio State. They go to the Big Ten Championship, and somehow Wisconsin beat them. Everybody out. <laughs> Wisconsin's out. Michigan, so just throw the whole Big Ten in the garbage. The old Big Ten's gone. That's the All spot that, old, that Notre Dame would need. It would be the Big yep. Ten spot. Ohio State is not – no matter what happens, Ohio State's in the top four. They've already got look, a look how they were in the top four last year. What they play three games? <laughs> Touche. Touche. 
Touche. They're going to be in the top four. Same way Notre Dame is going to be in the top four. Big Ten, can, it can be crazy because the Big Ten doesn't make sense. When you look at the games and the scores, you're like, what the? Like, look at how much trouble Nebraska gives to everybody and they three and something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but if they decide that they're going to um, screw somebody, it would be a Big Ten team over the SEC team. So, SEC, SEC. is the protected property of college football. They are the so, we know that there's one guaranteed spot. Yeah, now, for sure. Georgia is not going to have more than one loss. So right. I would think yeah. that the protected spot is Georgia. Yeah. Because they're not going to have more than one loss. Mm. Alabama with two losses, that's going to be a tough sell, man. It's tough. It's but a if, tough it's, sell. if the second loss is to Georgia, it's a wash. They're still in there. But then the first loss is Texas A&M, right? You still got to factor in who they lost. It's for. Alabama. They're not going to let them not be in the top four. If anybody could do it, it's you guys are, you guys are dismissing the business side of all this. No matter yeah, what right. happens against This Georgia, is where sports business no entertainment collides. You're right, ETP. Well, I'm tripping. Alabama's in. Thanks, but no thanks on the theory that Alabama doesn't make it in. I'm going through ETP. They could lose by 20 to Georgia. They're still in. They're going to figure out a way. Nick Saban going to call up some people. Alabama's in. All right, so who else is in? Georgia's in. So there's two SEC teams in. I'm not. Ohio I'm not. State, I'm not subscribing to, to Alabama. I subscribe to Alabama's one of the top four teams in the country. No one would argue, but because the the, the party, so you can't hiccup if you're Alabama like that. In, so in, if they in, lose, they're not in. Shouldn't that be the litmus test, though, Big Flow Show? If you're gonna say that there's no question that Alabama's one of the top four teams, no in, isn't that basically saying that they should be in the the four play, the fourteen playoff? Nah, because it's not about that. It's not about the top four teams. It's about whose resume. Earned the spot in there. Cincinnati is not one of the top four teams in the country. I don't think they beat Notre Dame if we play them again today. But if you're undefeated and you beat a Notre Dame at home, and Notre Dame is a top-ish team, whatever you want to call it, you have to put Cincinnati in there. I don't care. To me, you have to. Even if you don't think they're the top four team in the country, you have to put them in. Otherwise, it, otherwise, what are we doing? Why even play the games if we're just going to say it's pop? It's just. You know what I mean? What? what why? Who cares? You, see, make, you make a really good point with that question. I, I, I like, I like your, I like your statement, but I like asking the rhetorical question from the other side. Like, who cares what it all looks like? Should it just be the best four teams to play in the, the playoffs? Well, we play. You got to play the games. You got to play the games. When, 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 uh, when Golden State was seventy three and nine or whatever that was, they were the best team in the NBA, but they didn't win the championship. But they're still were the best team in the NBA. You can't argue that, even though they lost to, to LeBron. They were still the best team in the NBA. They lost to the Cavs, first of all, LeBron fan. The, Le, LeBron went out there by himself, and Kyrie hit a big shot. Yeah, I'm a LeBron hater now. He left the heat. Stop all that. They didn't lose to LeBron. They lost to the Cavs. But anyway, I got your point. You know what I'm saying? They were, Cavs aren't the best team in the NBA. <laughs> you know, they just beat them. So, but that they they get the ring. The ring says Cavs on it. It doesn't say Golden State. So, you got to play the games, man. People mess up all the time. They mess up a good thing all the time. Well, it should be good, man. We're down the stretch. This is the final stretch, and it's neck and neck. When I say neck and neck, within two conferences, you got in the Big Ten, you got Michigan and Ohio State. It literally is going to be a photo finish. And in the SEC with Georgia and Alabama, it's going to be a photo finish. So this is what college football fans, this weekend is how we draw it up. This is how you draw it up. You want it to come down to who wins in rivalry games, who wins in conference championships to determine who gets to play for the national championship. So um, 
I love the fact that we have this weekend all set up for us as true college football fans. So we'll see. Uh, we got to talk about another person who you just alluded to. Because I want to call this week the week of LeBron. We go from Friday to Friday. We only once a week. So we didn't really get to chime in on what was an interesting exchange with Detroit Pistons' Isaiah Stewart. For those of you who live under the rock and didn't see it, they were these two players, one by the name of LeBron James, one by the name of Isaiah Stewart, one far more famous uh, worldwide than the other, are trying to contest one another for a rebound on a free throw. What happens next leads to a series of events that I want to now dub as the week of LeBron. LeBron, according to LeBron and all his sycophants, his fans. Can you run that back? What was that word? Sycophants. Country of origin. Yes. Could you use that in the sentence again? <laughs> sycophants. All hey, look, man, I come here to learn, man. Some people think I come to make jokes. I come here to learn. <laughs> Got two Yale grads on here. That all the people that just love him from LeBron. They all say that LeBron inadvertently punched Isaiah Stewart in the eye. It was an accident. Isaiah Stewart and the Pistons faithful and those who are detractors of thou who shall be named and called LeBron say LeBron's always making these dirty plays and it was done on purpose. We'll get into that later. Let's just talk about the series of events. That happens. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is bleeding. Like he just went 15 rounds with the old Muhammad Ali. Cassius Clay. Uh, he's bleeding and goes into what I would call a tirade. Goes out of control. Tries to rush everybody uh, that he can to get to LeBron. It became a big spectacle. Both players get ejected. Uh, then the few days later, two days later, uh, the NBA decides that both players will now be suspended. LeBron suspended for one game. Isaiah Stewart suspended for two games. And the debate begins. Now, we only have one show a week, so that seems like an eternity ago because it has been an analyzed over and over again ad nauseum. But we should at least talk about it. Let's talk about the incident quickly before we get into sort of the subtopics that have, have, have occurred since. Uh, do you think it was an accident? Yeah. I knew you was going to say yes. Why do you think it was an accident, LeBron fan? Because I don't think he reacts the way he – when. okay, he hits the dude, and if I hit you like that and bust your whole eye open and I didn't mean to do it, when you swell up, I, I kind of accept the swell up. I don't think LeBron's scared of nobody. But if I if I accidentally do something to you and you get really mad, I'm kind of giving you a little bit of a pass because, damn, I got this dude real good. I didn't mean to do it. My bad. Right. I think that uh, LeBron haters out there trying to make it seem like he was a coward. And they try to compare it to fight and stuff. He didn't want to fight the dude because he accidentally hit the dude, but he could see why the guy is upset. He's bleeding. So LeBron's like, just calm him down and back him up. If LeBron really meant to do it, then LeBron's going to be try to be tough when the guy swells up. So I don't think LeBron should be suspended. I don't think the dude who got stolen should be suspended because he didn't even do nothing. He just got stolen. He's bleeding. 
And he he woofed a lot, but he didn't do anything. So I don't understand. I think that man, just, that dude was running like a, a freight train. He off got hit in the eye. He's bleeding, man. He chased his own blood. He lost his temporary insanity. He couldn't <laughs> control himself. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think he actually did anything. What did he actually do? He ran through about four assistant coaches. He ran through about twelve of How his own teammates. How many did he hit? He the look, man. He didn't get to LeBron. Yeah. But the fact that he is putting on that kind of spectacle on uh, national television, you can't have that kind of out of control behavior. Hey, bleed, he was bleeding like he got shot in the face. He's going to lose <laughs> no. his loss of his temper a little bit. He was a little upset. Then I, I can see where the NBA suspended him. You can't have an out of control. He got control two games, too. Freight train. <laughs> he got two games, yes. Bro, it, it was scary the way he was trying. He rushed that man like he was literally going to try to kill him. I think we got a, missed a typo. I can't be correct. 950,000. No, you're or, joking. No, no way. way. Not, no way. They didn't find him that for that. That's BS. They, they did a million dollars for that. Well, that's gotta be that's gotta be the game checks, including the game checks. He's rich like that. Is it, it makes money no, like that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have you to get. You can't a tell me check. two game checks adds up to no, a meal. For no, him. no, because Ben Simmons. Well, one game, the one that. game check allowed the Lakers to avoid some like luxury tax because they got some luxury fan. Yeah. But that's LeBron's money. That okay. So look at okay. I think he should get to smack LeBron then. If he had to give up the 550, <laughs> he should be allowed to smack LeBron. Stand right here. Don't move. Don't move. Nine hundred fifty thousand $950,000 for that? But he, didn't even, he didn't even smack it. You know how mad he is he didn't smack somebody? Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was he like got a, no satisfaction. None of, his, now, none of his urges were satisfied. Nah. He's Malice still in bleeding. the palace with, with, a, with a Nerf gun. ETP, what do you got for me, man? You, you think LeBron – so, first of all, do you think it was on purpose? Do you think LeBron so, tried to hit that man? I think it was on purpose. I think it was on purpose. I don't think that where it landed was on purpose. But he definitely wanted. I think he definitely wanted to, to shiver his ribs. He swung that when he swung. He swung that arm across. Everybody thought it was a. It was an elbow. I mean, it was clearly you know the butt of his fist. I think he was trying to send a send a message. He was getting a little bit bullied. But I don't think he he intended to to body his face like that and and send blood streaming streaming down his you know out of his mouth and down his eye. But I he definitely had the man leaking. That's what yeah. we say in Florida. He was leaking. It wasn't a basketball move. That's the bottom line. So that at that point it was intentional. He was mad. He was getting pushed off his square. But obviously, I don't think he meant to hit him in his face. I think he tried to do it, man. I think he tried to do it, and the only uh, unintended consequence was he split the man as well. Uh, you know, LeBron gets away with little chippy stuff, man. He does. He yeah. he's a he is a veteran. He knows how to make the unintentional, rather the intentional, look unintentional. Yeah. He knows how Ooh. to make. He knows how to just do like just a little extra to yeah. to to. to Rubbed the guy the wrong way, and he was frustrating. Isaiah Stewart was frustrating him because he he was playing hard. Yeah, and and you know, yeah. I, I, I think, think the 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 suspension. I was I was on the fence about the suspension before he got it. I think people were trying to use like play character witness. Like LeBron's always played the game the right way, and and it's just like, well, that's great. This is an isolated in isolation. We need to evaluate that, but. Right. If he didn't get suspended, I would have suspended him after the press conference because he claimed that he grazed Isaiah Stewart's face. <laughs> you don't graze somebody's face and they need eight to ten stitches. <laughs> Split that man that way. Split his weight. 
split the man open. Um, and then, you know, LeBron wasn't done there. He, he then gets back on the court and goes off, slap off. He goes off against the uh, Pacers in uh, quintessential LeBron fashion, plays with a chip on his shoulder and does what he needs to do, puts the entire team on his back. Um, but that wasn't the story. In that same game, he got two people, courtside tickets. He got them kicked out of the game. Now, according to LeBron, what 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 did LeBron claim that these people said? ETP, I hope your or, son. Or, I hope Bronny gets in a car accident and dies. To me, that's a sick statement, but I, I'm not I'm not that mad about that. If someone says says that to me, I'm not I'm laughing at it. Like, why would you waste your your thoughts on something like that? You have no control over whether or not my son gets into a car accident. So but don't LeBron you, you think mad. they shouldn't have got kicked out? You think they should have been able to stay? Or what do you think? I, as long as you don't touch me. I, no. you know what I mean, I think that what they the fans go too far when they, they throw objects at the players. I think what the fans they? go through too far when they touch players. But you saying I hope your son dies in a car accident just means like you're a twisted human being, but you haven't touched me. You haven't thrown anything at me. I don't, I don't think you get thrown out for that. What if they drop an N-bomb? An N-bomb? That's words, same words. I've said this on the show before. Like somebody using the N word to me is like it shows your lack of vocabulary, but I'm not that offended by it. Honestly, okay. I'm just not. I'm just I don't get that offended by someone else. I can't give you that much control over my emotions. Now, if you approach me like you're gonna touch me and you violate my space, that's when we got a problem. But you saying the N-word, cool. Like in my mind, I'm thinking it's just a matter of time. Before some, you say it in front of the wrong person, and you get fired. You're so you've never your- in your life, we're on air now, we're live. You've never smacked anybody for calling you the N word in your life. Huh? <laughs> I know you. All, I know I'm you're real answer. loose at the shoulders. Badgering the witness. Badgering the grew, witness. Loose, you grew up real loose around the shoulders. You'd like to let them fly real quick. Yeah. <laughs> huh? The last, the last time I, I was in that situation, I was in high school when someone used that particular word and it triggered that response, and I didn't get to play. And, it, and this is maybe this, you know what? This is my therapist. You helping me get to the root of this problem now, <laughs> or my my. This is I've been I've been sort of saved. What you, what I've you been mean? healed because I didn't get to play my sophomore year. I didn't get to play against our rival Dillard High School, and what would have been at that point my biggest high school game because I let some little whatever warped my little kid that didn't look like me from my neighborhood used the n-word and somebody hyped me up put battery cables in my back are you gonna let him say that and i walked outside and whoop dude and (laughs) it felt good until they was like all right well you don't get to play tonight i was like wait what what you talking about like there's a bunch of scouts here like this was just a whole you know he said the n-word i whooped a few bees just a few bees Yeah. (laughs) yeah And so I'm not letting nobody control my emotions like that. Not as a grown-up. But do you, I guess it comes down to, do you think they should be allowed to use that type of language as a spectator? Does does the ticket provide also a license to verbal abuse or should they have been ejected? Verbal abuse? Verbal abuse, I think that's part of the ticket price. Not physical. Of any sort. Physical of any sort, no. But you can say anything that you want. Yeah. Nothing physical. Don't throw anything at me. Don't approach the, the court. Don't touch me when I'm leaving. But you can say whatever you want to say. Remember some, I mean, course, I tickets. Say what you want to say. 
Yeah, that's a that's I a disagree. heavy price of admission too. I disagree. <laughs> you disagree. You think that somebody's saying that in about the middle of a game? He should have had to sit there and have listen to people say, "I hope your child dies." He shouldn't have to listen to that. It's, tw- it's twisted for them to he say. He didn't steal on him though. He did it civilized. He went and got the ref. Him, 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 him. Up out of here. I thought that's perfect. That's not a violation. Probably... Ain't, ain't that snitching? Don't we got like the snitching get stitches rule? Like that's snitching. Well, he snitched on me. Oh, so certain people allowed to snitch. <laughs> well, they weren't in the street. There were no street code in there. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't in the streets. It's different. I would have probably it? grabbed somebody's drink and threw it on on on. Uh, I probably if honestly, if you said my kid gonna die, this is gonna be popular. I probably try to get a drink and dumped it on the 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 woman's head to make the dude feel like he needs to fight me. Oh, then you have the license to fight. I swung on me. He swung on me. What am I supposed to do? Right. But that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not believing of using women, but a little, little drink ain't going to do too much. But I'm going to make sure <laughs> he feels he feels the need to defend her honor the way I defended my son's honor. He's going to get up and smack me, and I'm going to, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, don't stop yeah, now. Man. Oh, now you got restraint. You got to that point. And now so you got restraint. <laughs> you so, know what? Any women watching, man, I don't know who I watch. I don't believe in hitting women. I don't believe in all that type of stuff. But if you tell me my, well, my liquid, <laughs> I might wash some of that gray out of your hair. <laughs> when we first talked about this story, and, and to, to the Big Flow Show's credit, he was as upset initially when he heard this as he's describing it. <laughs> But but I just don't and and you had like this visceral reaction to it. Just I don't know, man. It doesn't because that My man kids. has no control over whether or not LeBron James' son gets into a car accident. So I'm like, why would you even waste your energy and vibes on that? Like, matter of fact, I would think more. I would think I'm I'm feeling sorry for you because it's gonna probably happen to one of your kids or someone in your family to have that. That I would get you. I would be more restrained if you dropped the n bomb on me than if you say something about my children. That's the way I am. I'm a, I'm a protective. It would bother me so much that you said it. It would. I would. Something would happen. Duly noted. Don't know. say nothing about because it's a basketball game. You really want my kid to die? Like, really? Over this? Take this. But they don't really want your kid to die. What they really were trying to do. They just want you to miss the fight. <laughs> is what you were doing. Reacting. I mean, you know, uh, you know, death and, you know, miss ah, the throw. Really uh, want his kid to die. He wish he had confused vehicular homicide with a missed free throw. So, but the yeah, but but the, the week of LeBron didn't end there because uh, Ennis Cantor, who has been notorious for calling out the dictatorship in China. And the uh, human rights issues, I guess the best way to put it. You know, I don't, don't want to go too far in because they've been pulled the plug on us. But the, the human rights issues in China, Ennis Cantor has been out front talking about it unapologetically, even asking the NBA to reconsider its relationship with China and its dependence on some of the broadcasting uh, that they do in China. And Ennis Cantor has gone even further and called out LeBron and said, basically, he called him fake woke. Say, you're out here with all these social justice causes, uh, yet and still, you know, your sneakers benefit from that country. And uh, he also called out uh, Michael Jordan. Um, and, and another player said that LeBron's not as feared as a player as he once was. So 
It's just been a real interesting week for LeBron. Is Does Ennis Cantor have a point? Now, I've defended Michael Jordan saying that maybe he's just not a social justice person. He's not an activist. And you can't force everyone to be an activist. But when it comes to LeBron James, LeBron James has been comfortably described and, and, and been in the driver's seat of what you would consider an, an, an activist in certain areas, a social activism. And so does Ennis Cantor have a point? Does Ennis Cantor have a point calling out LeBron when it comes to this? I'll start with you, ETP. I, th- I think Ennis Cantor has a point about addressing issues. Uh, but at the end of the day, everybody has an option of when they speak out, right? And if they if they know. But obviously, LeBron, <clears throat> Nike, Michael Jordan, they're all invested. <laughs> and their commercial and financial success is justifiably and legitimately tied up in the Chinese economy, right? Like that's a big market for them. That's obviously, you know, it's where a lot of the manufacturing happens. But that being said, human rights issues, LeBron has been consistent in terms of what he's spoken about in relation to how his personal experience and what socially he's connected to. So to expect him to go beyond and into other, you know, other countries and, LeBron doesn't even have a college degree. One of the presents as one of the most intelligent people in the world, right? Like I'm not saying he's not intelligent, but he did, he did not even study foreign relations in college. So the idea that you're expecting him to be fully informed, to have a specific opinion about these things, it's a lot to ask. And Ennis Cantor is just basically pointing fingers at things where it was the same thing when LeBron didn't when didn't disclose or didn't promote getting the vaccine. It's like, why are you holding LeBron as a criminal <laughs> because he's not promoting the vaccine? He's not right. the one that's the cause of the issue. So it's the similar thing. And, and LeBron even said it himself. Like, Ennis Cantor's trying to get publicity by putting LeBron's name in his mouth and, and tying LeBron to this issue. But a human rights issue and then vilifying somebody for not speaking out about it are two different things. But fortunately, all of this is to say there might be some people that are learning about injustices that in places where they weren't aware of before. So it has to be a positive. But Ennis Cantor is not the one to be calling out anybody about what they are and aren't doing to forward a social justice cause. How would you how would you uh, chime in on that? Uh, the Big Flow show as it comes to Ennis Cantor and him. I don't know if he called him out. I guess he did call him out, but I think he what, what he was trying to say is, is if you're going to be a social justice person, let's raise the bar and and make it a little broader. Because the social justice or injustices occurring in China are from just a, an, an overall atrocity standpoint are, are go far wider than what we see here in this country. What do you think about a big flow show? You know, I go back and forth, but I think I, I land on saying it's, it's kind of a fair criticism. If you really look at it, you're a social justice, justice activist. I'm not saying you have to have every cause has to be yours. I do believe that he doesn't have to tell everybody his that he got vaccinated because he got vaccinated because he doesn't want to put pressure on people who don't. I can respect that from sitting on the sidelines for that because he's not a scientist. He's not a doctor, and he probably would have a hard conscience telling people they had to do something that later turned out to be negative and he knows that there are some questions okay got it. put that on the show but at 250 240 a gym shoe 
I believe if LeBron James said he wanted his shoes to be made, even if it wasn't the United States in another country that didn't treat people as poorly as they get treated in, in China, they probably would do it. You know what I mean? Like he actually could get it done. Like for instance, go to Haiti and make the shoes. We got people over there that would work for, for, for less money than you. Think. Where's Haiti? Where's Haiti? Haiti. I was like, what? For those of you who don't know, the Big Flow <laughs> Show has some Haitian a links, couple of so weeks. he says. But I'm saying, Allegedly. I think LeBron this can is, figure this is out. tampering. You're tampering with the <laughs> China. LeBron, try can, to get a LeBron can, can survive without China. <laughs> he could still make big bread. He could still be multi-multi-millionaire without China. He can make a huge statement by saying, I want you guys to do this someplace else unless they do things differently over there. Um, so, and he's choosing money over He's choosing money over the over the stance. So I, I'm not saying I would do it if I was LeBron, but I'm saying that if you're going to be an activist and you're going to claim that you're about human rights and whatever, it's a fair criticism. I mean, you, yeah. you got to open yourself up to it. But he's saying, I can't give up all my bread. You know what I'm saying? That's do, where do LeBron's you, drawn a line. and He's already rich. Not do you that think that – because it seems like with name, image, and likeness and Generation Z being far more committed to being – uh, activists when it comes to human rights in areas well beyond the U.S. borders. Maybe it's not LeBron. It definitely wasn't Michael Jordan. But are we getting to that point where the next superstar, because of you know the momentum that they have by way of name, image, and likeness, because of them being committed since they were 10, 11 years old to um, causes to protect the world, save the world, to be activists with, 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 with human rights. I think we might be getting to the point where someone could change the entire supply chain in Nike. Well, right? I don't know if it's going to be LeBron because LeBron yeah. is, is still sort of, you know, LeBron's 20 years into 19 years into the NBA. He's really the old guard. Right. So if it, I don't know if it's him, right? right? I don't think that anyone would have thought that there was even an opportunity to change the supply chain of your sneaker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so what Ennis Cantor is saying sounds like a Generation Z personality could do it, not a millennial. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the that's kind of the, the key question, right? Is the supply chain because you're not just saying LeBron influencing one. I mean, the question is like LeBron is influential. Is LeBron influential enough to get Nike <laughs> to change their policies, to change their entire supply chain, which is not just the LeBron James brand, or just which is not just the Michael Jordan, you know, Air Jordan brand, which, which is a global company. And they've it took them decades to set up a supply chain to be able to manufacture and mass produce the quality of products that they're doing. So the idea that that's going to change, but ultimately, like, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Like, what are we talking about? How many things do is every single celebrity responsible for? Because we can solve smaller problems. Those aren't being solved. So, yeah, it would be helpful if LeBron, LeBron said, look, ideally China would do, you know, would operate in these ways or call it out or draw attention to it. But there's a there's an issue. There's an issue in every neighborhood. There's an right. issue everywhere. So where, where do you draw the line and how do you hold such accountability? Like, we all... All of us transfer and trade the same currency, and we're in a capitalist society. What, at what point, 
we don't drink, you know, we don't we don't consume any of these products. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. The old saying, though, heavy is the head that wears the crown. He's the king. He the king, baby. True. He wear the crown. Um, but he does do a lot of things in Akron, Ohio, to to go home and build a school and to see the achievements of those students. Uh, he has done a lot. And, and, and you know, I, I think the. The bar will continue to be raised when it comes to his activism. Uh, I love the, the the man that he's become, even if I'm a hater as a Miami Heat fan. He left us. Right. I'm a bitter ex. I am. I am. Admittedly, uh, I, I, I can't but I can't help but acknowledge all that he has done. It's interesting to see that this conversation is, is, is coming from a, a fellow NBA player. And I think that we are we, we're going to see activism grow and develop when it comes to athletes. Um, so this is an interesting conversation. Uh, very interesting week for LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James. But just as interesting of a week for another NBA guy, Ben Simmons, because it's been reported that Ben Simmons might be back on the court playing for the 76ers, not because all is well, not because they have kissed and made up, not because he is over his mental health issues, not because he is now deciding to, to, to give the fans what they have paid to see. No. It's been rumored that he might be back playing for the 76ers because of money issues, cash flow issues. Now, there is no way to verify this whatsoever, but at the Ballhawk Sports Talk, where sports, business, and entertainment collide, one thing we've always talked about here is personal finances. One thing we've always talked about here is how these athletes are, are – um, being thrust into a, a whole new uh, income bracket and a whole, a whole new tax bracket, how they could create generational wealth, how their kids, kids and their kids could possibly never have to work if uh, they do right by their money. So to hear a story, and again, it's just a story. It's just a rumor that uh, Ben Simmons could go back on the court because of money woes is something that here at the ball Hawks sports talk, we got to talk about it. Uh, I hope that's not the case. I hope it's just a rumor. Um, but having said that, what do you guys think? Could this be the one catalyst to put Ben Simmons back in the 76 uniform, 76ers uniform, and back in the lineup? And if so, what does it say, not just about him, but because I think each one of these examples is just an example of, 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 of dare I call it, not a pandemic, but, but of, a, of a cultural issue that – that we see still persists in professional sports, despite all of the examples. 30 for 30 did the whole show broke. Despite all the examples that we had of athletes that have gone on, made tons of money and spent it all. Antoine Walker, we were like, how did he spend all of that money? Well, it's easy. If you don't have a plan, it's easy to spend all of that money. When you got a whole bunch of hanger-ons and you are the sole financial source of everybody in your circle, it's easy to spend all that money. What do you guys think about Ben Simmons? Hopefully it's just a rumor. Let's talk about it. If, in fact, he does come back because he's broke, I mean, there there goes your mental health uh, excuse, <laughs> right? Man, I'm depressed. I'm worried, but I'm, I need some bread so I can suck it up. So I don't. I always question some of these reports. Like, who knows he's going broke? Who's who? Who leaked it? Where did the source come from? Same person said Nagy was getting fired. Nagy still worked there. I don't know. 
So if he does come back because he's broke, it says a lot about him. And it says a lot. First of all, some of the rumored spending habits he has are ridiculous. Like you can't tighten up a little bit, make some of that prior. I don't know how much money he's already brought home, but you none of that. Like that was all check to check to you. So if that's the case, shame on him. We've talked I, about I, it on here though. A lot of these players do live check to check. One of the rumors that I'll, I'll just, all I'm doing is recycling the rumor and I am acknowledging the fact that it is a rumor. Uh, Howard, Eskin is the person who put this out, but he said that he buys a car every month and the cars that he buys, he ain't buying that $30,000 Pathfinder. He buying $400,000 to $500,000 cars and buys one every month. Now, we all, and this is the part that might support that there's mental health issues. We all, when we're in a a state of depression, we're in a state of of, of not feeling up to ourselves, we all buy some things that we shouldn't have bought. Mine is on Amazon. I buy it uh, Prime, and it comes the next day. I'm like, why the hell I buy that? But not for four hundred five hundred thousand dollars, and not and repeated cars because only one. Car. You can only drive one car at a time. Sell, sell the one from last month. Probably <laughs> got some value left. You know what I mean? Come on, man. I don't believe that. Sounds stupid to me. Yeah. I hope it's I, not. I mean, I think either way, whether this is a true report or not. It's getting to the point where Ben Simmons is losing all his leverage. And ultimately, it might be true that the Sixers is just saying, we're going to wait until we get some real value that we deem worthy to trade Ben Simmons. And ultimately, that's never going to happen unless he plays. So my money's on him setting foot on this on a court with a Sixers uniform at some point or potentially not playing again for another three, three and a half years. Um, We shall see. Ben Simmons, man, whatever it is, if it's mental health, if it's issues with your financial health, I hope the brother does a about face of 180, ends up on a basketball court on a team that he wants to be on in an organization that, that cherishes the fact that he's there. Uh, and if he does have spending woes, gets with the right person to help him out or persons, uh, the right advisors to help him out. Um, because you're, you're, you're only going to be this young making this amount of money for a very limited amount of time. man. So make the most of it. That would be my unsolicited advice. But how dare I not give it? Uh, there's some other things in the NBA. A little too much dressing. You know, we talk about fashion issues in the NBA. There are two things that stood out this week. One was. A sweater and it's sweater by name but when you look at it i think more car cover kyle kuzma showed up in a sweater that and kyle kuzma is every bit of what 610 large man very large man but he showed up in a sweater that was more fit for a nine foot tall person what in the what is that I call that a mess, a man dress, a mess, <laughs> a mess, a mess, and, and that has several meanings in terms of it being a mess. What's up with these young guys, man? This this is this officially makes me feel old because I'm sure that somebody sees like, yo, that's hot, that's creative. When I first saw this, I thought this was fake. I thought this was all Photoshop. I thought this was somebody making a joke, and then apparently, like, what? How do you? Where do your where do your hands come out? Do you just 
You never use your hands? Is that how it Aha. <laughs> Aha. You just make that noise when you have no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, so many questions. questions make that noise. Aha. Like, <laughs> what size is that? <laughs> That's at least 10X. At least 10X. When you're not wearing it, do you fold it like a blanket or do you put it on the hanger? I think you put it over your car and protect the car. <laughs> is it a coincidence that the pattern looks like a certain body part? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I'm not, I would dare. It's pink. I have no idea that what you're talking about, but the. You should do. Uh, you should do. We're not going to say it, but somebody yeah. else noticed it. <laughs> what is the other fashion issue this week? Kyle Kuzma, come on, man. And a lot of these dudes be paying stylists. Like, this, here's my thing. Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma not only paid a lot for that sweater, but he might have paid a stylist who suggested to him to purchase this sweater. Dwayne Wade did it all the time. $1,500. $1,500. So not crazy expensive for his budget. But if it looks like that, I wouldn't have paid $15 for it. He paid $1,500. Um, the other thing this week was... My man, Easy Money Sniper, baby. You know who he is. KD himself. KD can't win from losing, man. He posted a picture. Someone posted a picture. And they they He's somehow highlighted the thinnest sliver of skin because he wears the long, uh, the, the tights or whatever, the knee brace. The thinnest sliver of skin. But that skin has been dubbed reptile skin. <laughs> it was the ashiest of ashiest. Ash. Now, I always used to tell my, my youth football team, East Orange Junior Jaguars, I used to be like, man, don't show up with lotion on. Don't show up with, with chapstick on. That means you was focused on the wrong thing. So I give him credit for showing up ashy. But Twitter gave it to him. And he responded with, y'all about to make me pull out my uh, y'all still broke card if y'all keep this up. And, you know, F y'all. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Look at that. It's the thinnest sliver. I don't know how they blew that up. But the thing that you see in the middle there, that gray reptilish looking uh, thin <laughs> slice is his leg. That's his leg. It looks like uh, he's still in the wrapper. Like he needs to pull the wrapper to protect the cutting off. You think that's what it was? I think that's how you're supposed to show you up. Mean, like, that's why you buy a new dishwasher? What do you mean, the protective coating? It's hey, like man. his legs. He just got those. That's how you're supposed to show up to play basketball. That looks to me like a man focused. He ready to play basketball. It's ashy. It's skinny. It's like the size of a forearm at the, at the wrist. <laughs> it's skinny. It's so ashy, though. And you know the thing is? You, don't, you can't get that ashy in a day. Like, that's... No, that's built up. He hasn't lotions. Since since COVID, no. because there's there's scars on there, cracks and stuff. That's not that's, one day's worth. That's, of that's winter, like that's that's winter grade, and we're not yeah. in winter yet. So he had it at least since last year. <laughs> <laughs> He's still ashy from left from hey, last you time. Co you combine this with his hair, and he gets the Larry at the Ashy Larry Award. And to me, I think that that's a good thing for a basketball player, though, man. If you put that lotion on your hands, gonna mess up your shot. The man shows up ready to play basketball. Whoever blew this up and pointed this out, man, y'all wrong for that. The man just wants to do his job. He just looks <laughs> to me like someone wants to show up do do his job. He don't want to do nothing else. He wants to shoot the basketball. It's evident by the way his skin looks. He doesn't care about all the other <laughs> stuff in life. He cares about putting that ball in the basket. That's all he cares about. And that, that, that is, is obvious by that reptile skin right there, man. Uh, shout out to KD, man. He's allergic to cocoa butter. 
You think that? I'm gonna ask you guys too, man. So I like this. I I I I, I want to this ashy I'm ashy. before. Have you been this ashy? Yes, yes. I might be right now. I might be this ashy. I don't know. I'm that's, that man. looks like it takes it takes effort, camera. like time. You gotta that's like well, that's like dry age. You have to stop caring. <laughs> I mean, you make too much money for this. He got all them all his checks. He got checks he hasn't cashed yet because he don't have no. I never the, the little hair and beard thing you're seeing up there with the smile. His mama must have been in town or something. See, I got I got somebody testifying. What's up, Coach Patrick? His son Caleb plays on the team. He said facts. He walked in just as I said that. Don't show up in the game, no lotion on. And that means you you think about the wrong thing, man. If you want to come here smelling like baby oil and all that, you're in the wrong place, man. Show up ashy. Funky, don't brush your teeth, don't put on no lotion, don't put on deodorant, just show up ready to play ball. That's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant needs to be, he needs to have his own style, uh, uh, I don't know, style advisory company where he lets, he's the opposite of the styles. He lets you, he, he teaches you how to show up with no style, with your hair all nappy and all messed up without a haircut. Don't put on no lotion, but it's, all it's going to do is make you a better ball player. Shout out to my man, Kevin Durant. But keeping it one injury keeping it I think you can injure yourself with that kind of passionness. Yeah. It's dangerous. Start a fire, your legs rub together, and a fire, a spark comes up. <laughs> Some point. Uh, I'm with it, KD. I'm with it, baby. We need more like you, man. You're the last of the Mohegans, my brother. But next time, man, make sure that you pull the the, the sleeve all the way down so they don't, they don't get a glimpse <laughs> of that ashiness, bro. That's supposed to be between us, man. You weren't supposed to let the whole world see. It's it. the only spot he missed. Everything yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> could, could you imagine him trying to tell that lie? Like, no, nah, I just missed one spot. <laughs> Y'all caught the one spot I missed. Everything else was well so Um, Before we get out of here, man, we got to talk college basketball. Big game tonight. You got uh, Gonzaga w- uh, playing against Duke. Um, uh, Chet Holmgren. Chet, Chet, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, the seven-footer who was the number one player coming out last year, is playing against uh, – uh, I don't say how that guy's name. How you say that guy's name from wherever he's from? The the Duke player. Anyway, it's supposed to be a good game tonight. Rock, whatever his name is. It's, it's early in the college football, excuse me, college basketball season. So I'm proud not to know all of these guys' names. But the guy from Duke is a very good player. Uh, he's a freshman. He's playing against Chet Holmgren, who's also a very good player. Uh, and so tonight at 1030, it's supposed to be a good game. Um, I don't know. Have you guys started watching college basketball yet? I have no. not. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, Paolo Banchero is his name. Paolo Banchero. So, Paolo, Paolo Banchero versus Chet Holmgren tonight. I watched uh, Memphis the other night, and I got to see Imani Bates play. So, all of these these diaper dandies are playing Imani against Bates another. is in college already? Imani Bates, he reclassed forward. Yeah. Yeah, because okay, we played against him. <laughs> yeah, he wow. reclassed forward because uh, the rule is still you have to play one year of college basketball. So um, he did it. The guy Jonathan Kamunga did it. Uh, reclassed forward. That's a new thing. Re- after you've already reclassed, reclassed forward in order to take advantage. No, nah, he's the right. He was the same age as my son all these years in basketball. See, we, we saw him out there. His basketball team was named after him. That's the sweetest. Bates Fundamental was the name of the team he played for. That's how you know you. That's how you know your baller. Uh, Paolo Banchero is Italian, black Italian. If you didn't know they existed, watch Duke tonight, and you will see that there are black Italians, baby. Uh, Paolo Banchero versus Chet Holmgren tonight. 
uh, and which will be the feature of the Diaper Dandies. Uh, and that's it, man. That's all we got this week. Anything you guys want to get out of here in this thanks but no thanks episode? We have named it after Thanksgiving. We are so, so thankful for all the people who watch. Please like, please comment, please share. Tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. Please subscribe in both the YouTube world and in whatever podcast format you like. Um, please subscribe. We love your support. We appreciate it. We're going to keep on building. Um, uh, before we get out of here, I just wanted to say to everybody, on this day after Thanksgiving, please take time and make sure that you are thankful. After what twenty-two months or so, and I could be off. Uh, roundabout number twenty-two months of a pandemic, when uh, across the world, so many people have died, so many loved ones uh, are no longer with us anymore. Make sure you take the time to be thankful. Make sure you take the time to be thankful for the little things around you, because. Um, the pandemic allowed us and made us, forced us to appreciate all of the things. Make sure you uh, are thankful for the people that are in your lives, no matter what role that they play. People that are, are are your loved ones, people that are your friends. Make sure that you are thankful. And this thanks but no thanks episode, we are thankful for you. We would never say no thanks. We are going to say thank you to all of you that keep supporting the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. We ask you to continue supporting us. We ask you to like, comment, share. We ask you to, to tag a friend, tag a foe, and subscribe. And please come back next week. This has been the Ballhawk Sports Talk with Sports Business Entertainment Collide. We do a rough, rugged, and raw. It's your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ballhawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy. And with that, back to my Thanksgiving weekend. We is out. Peace.